New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. It is only through a change in human consciousness that the world will be transformed. The personal and the planetary are connected. As we expand our awareness of mind, body, psyche, and spirit, and bring that awareness actively into the world, so also will the world be changed. This is our quest as we explore new dimensions. We are learning more about the brain than ever before. It appears each day brings new revelations, especially the relationship of the two hemispheres of the brain to one another. What does each side of the brain actually see, and how does it uniquely respond? In what ways can the hemispheres work together? What happens when they don't? These questions and others serve as the focus for this edition of New Dimensions with our guest, James Olson. A former innovative farmer, James Olson is a philosopher whose studies have included business, engineering, art, Eastern and Western religion, yoga, Qigong, psychology, language, neurolinguistic programming, sacred geometry, and brain science. For many years, he's investigated the effects of brain perspective on government, corporate life, war, and our personal lives. He's the author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace, the role of left and right brain dominance in the polarization and reunification of America. An investigation into the effects of brain perspective on government, corporate life, war, and our personal lives. Join us for the next hour as we explore the brain and how it works with our guest, James Olson. My name is Michael Toms. I'll be your host. Welcome to New Dimensions. James, welcome. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Well, it's nice to have you here. James, let's, let's begin. Um, you use the term modern revelation. What do you mean by modern revelation? Well, I believe that, that God has always been communicating with his children and that, that he continues. And he, and he didn't stop, stop when he wrote the Bible or, or any of the other holy books. He has continued to uh, spawn holy books uh, and that there are books in, in the, the past century, three, three uh, well, several, I don't know how, you know, it, it's always a, a matter of determination what is really a holy book and what isn't. But, but uh, for example, um, the Urantia book and A Course in Miracles is probably the best known of these. And, and I think even the, the Conversations with God series, these are, these are God speaking to us in, in, modern, in modern sources. And, and revelation is the information that comes to us uh, unearned, and uh, it's, it's given to us. And otherwise, we earn our, our knowledge by experiencing life and studying so um, you mentioned the Arantia book, uh, and the Arantia book and the Course of Miracles have both been influential. Um, how did you come across the Arantia book? I had a, a good friend in, in college that, that had one, 
and he had borrowed it, and uh, he didn't really read it, but it fascinated me. I, he was a fascinating person, a follower of Muktananda, and he, he uh, I, I would hang out at his place and occasionally read it, and and it got me interested in 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 that. I, I've always well, I used to pray for that that there was something even better than the Bible. The Bible's a great book, but there was so much difference in interpretation uh, in some of that, and, and it was ancient, and I thought God would continue to write, so so I, I prayed for a book to come to me, uh, and, and I ended up with the Urantia book, and then after that, I kept uh, an open mind looking for more books, and I found The Course in Miracles, then I found the Conversations with God series, and, and these are sort of the, the, the bedrock of my modern spiritual uh, foundation. What drove you initially? I mean, what how, where did that all begin? I mean, it's like at an early age, were you as a child? Were you well? I, motivated? I, I was. I was. I've been really blessed. I had wonderful parents. My parents were were uh, Jesus and Mary, and, and they were kind to me. I mean, uh, Joseph and Mary, and and they were so kind to me, and and I just. Somehow I was drawn to to give back. I felt that I mean it will. But Jesus says in the Bible that if, if you're given a lot, a lot is expected to you. And I believed what I was taught, and so I believed that much was expected of me, and it drove me. So, um, a course in miracles, and so when you came across the course in miracles, that really had a deep effect on you. Actually, you actually went into the. You actually achieve some miracles, attain some miracles. Yes, yes, it was, it was a, mir- a spiritual miracle. Uh, by doing the course, it uh, I got rid of some fears. I I, I felt more. I understood the world better. Uh, it was it was a real blessing. And another uh, book and person that's been influential and, and runs through the, the thread of the entire of the book. Is the biology of belief and it was by Bruce Lipton? Yeah, that's that's a kind of interesting. I I had I had somebody had a friend of mine had recommended the book and I bought it, and and I had lots of books that people had recommended and I had purchased, and so I had this book laying out in my living room in plain sight, but I wasn't getting to it. And I went to a, a weekend workshop with Muktananda, and during this workshop, uh, there was a video, and in the video, Muktananda recommended biology of belief, and so. I <laughs> I walked, walked in the, the I, when I got home I, I was sure to read that yes uh-huh. so uh, where did you where did you uh, see Muktananda where, where, where was that well I I my friend was was a follower of Muktananda I, I actually uh, he, he talked me into going and to see Guru Mai his, his successor after after um, Yes, the the master passed on, but um, so this was in this was in East Bay or where? where oh, was? I lived in Oklahoma. He okay. lived in Oklahoma. We went to the University of Oklahoma uh-huh. together. Uh huh. So on appeared. Guru Mai appeared in Oklahoma. No, no, no. I I went to see her. Went to see her where? In in, in New York. Okay. To her ashram. Uh huh. Yes. So what was that like? Did you could you get well, did you get Shakti pot? It was it was a world away from from uh, 
from Oklahoma, I can tell you for sure. Well, I, I had a very, really experience, interesting experience there, too. I was sitting uh, meditating, and, and my back was just killing me in this one spot that I'd had this problem always when I sit medit- in, in meditation. And all of a sudden, wham, right into my back, this strong, powerful stroke right where I wanted it and needed it. The guy behind me had fallen asleep, and, he, and his, his head struck me in exactly the spot that I needed. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a great story. It's all connected, huh? It is. Huh. Yeah. So, what do you think of Guru Mai? Well, it, it, I, I, it was. Yeah, I don't. I really. I. I don't know. I. I. I mean, that's not a very good answer to say that I don't know. But, um, I think I wasn't ready. Maybe. Because uh, I, and in this case, I'd been kind of pushed by my my friend, yes. and and maybe I wasn't quite ready, but but I'm still interested in in all religions, and and I still have a lot of uh, respect for her. I think I just didn't maybe didn't follow up enough to really to really get into that. I'm I'm very diverse in my interests, and and I don't stay. With a few exceptions, I don't stay with anything a long time. I I read it and understand it and move on. Another is interesting too that you came across the Zen Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, by Robert Persig. Yes. So tell us about that. That that. Well, the, the same guy that had the Rancher book gave yes. me the Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, and. Uh, a very special friend. Yes, yes, yes. His name was Buddha. That's what they called him. And uh, he was a photographer for Muktananda at one time. And, but anyway, he gave me that book, and and I and I read it, and it it made a, a positive impression on me. But for some reason, I thought that I, I read that book, and I said, "Well, I can write a book as good as this, or, or better than this," and that kind of helped helped get me going and he also helped me get going by you know on my path by um he he had you know it's you know buddha I, helped you yeah. buddha yes uh you know we we were been a very heavily christian area and and i had been raised christian and, and i was still open i was open-minded but but i thought well why why doesn't he why is he de- so devoted to this man and, and why isn't he a christian and his answer was that in in the uh, the Vedic tradition, that they had uh, pathways that that had been charted out by people to help you to really detail pathways to help you achieve enlightenment, and and the Christians didn't didn't have that. So I thought, well, maybe I need to work on that, you know, with a book. Uh, maybe I need to try to do that. And my, my book really hadn't maybe come out that way, but but that did kind of set me off on the path to, to write a book. Yes. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, so and one of the things that, that you uh, wrote about was that seeing the human soul as God, the human soul as God. So the human soul as God. Talk about that. Well, I think the soul is probably our embryonic God. It's 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 our baby God that, that's in us that we come here and get and we and we live and work and experience and and develop. We develop ourselves. Uh, our, our God nature it just begins. We're baby gods. We're baby gods. Yeah, we're baby yeah. gods. And as baby gods, uh, that's a great phrase. Baby gods. 
so so we have we're baby God. So God is in us. Is that is that yes yes this? yes. Well, in, in the Bible, the Christian Bible says this, and, and the, the Jewish Bible says this, the Hindus believe it, the Buddhists believe it. I mean, why not? The only reason I have not to believe it is because most of the people around me don't seem to uh, believe that, but then they're not really looking that hard. They're not really that open-minded about it. So, you know, I don't see any reason not to believe that. So one of the things that, uh, I believe this was in... Uh the um, Gospel of Thomas, uh, when, when Jesus said, uh, I and the Father are one, that, that particular phrase. And, and uh, uh, what, do you have to, what, what would you say to that phrase, I and the Father are one? Uh, well, we are oneness. We're both, a, there's a oneness quality to us, and there's a partial quality to us. And, and the oneness is, is everything. That includes everything. There's, there is no exclusions to that. You can start dividing the oneness up, but when you look at us in that aspect, which is the way the right brain looks at us, as the wholeness, uh, uh, then we are, we are one. Everything's one. We're all brothers. We're brothers with Jesus and Buddha and Muhammad. We're brothers with God. Well, we're, we're children of God, but uh, we're brothers and sisters. I mean, we're all one in spirit. So um, that, that perspective, uh, the, the, the right brain, left brain, the right brain uh, seeks wholeness. The left brain uh, is dualistic, so it's like a, it, there's a conundrum there. My guest is James Olson. He's the author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. And we're going to continue our conversation. Um, the website, by the way, is thewholebrainpath.com. That's thewholebrainpath.com. You can also get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. My name is Michael Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. guest is James Olson. He's the author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. And if you'd like more information about James's work, you can go to the website, thewholebrainpath.com. That's thewholebrainpath.com. You can also get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. James, we were talking about the polarization of the brain, so let's explore that further. Yes, the the Left brain is the polar brain, uh, sometimes referred to as the dualistic brain because it's 
polar is dualistic, it divides the whole into two. And the right brain is the nonpolar brain, sometimes called the non-dual brain. It's holistic, it's unifying in nature, and they're they're complementary. They're they're kind of in one sense headed in different directions to cover the spectrum. Uh, the the we start with unity uh, and then it starts to separate and it so in the first stage of separation is polarization and uh, you can polarization you can put it on a continuum and and there are many degrees of polar which polarization can take place in uh, but it starts with with we break a subject down into two parts and then the more we learn uh, the more parts that it seems this this idea or thought can seem to have and an interesting thing is uh, I think is that molecules come in two uh, two forms polar and nonpolar and Polar are, uh, includes water and things that in, dissolve in water, and nonpolar includes oil and things that dissolve in oil. And trying to integrate a nonpolar and a non and a polar perspective, from what I can see, is a little bit like trying to integrate oil and water. There's a resistance there. Um, they can, it can be done, you just have to know how. And um, so polar, polar is also polarizing. And that's that's where we're getting the polarization in our culture. It's uh, everything starts with the brain. So uh, people are polarized in their brain, and they're polarized when they go vote, and they're polarized. Uh, it's it's created a polarized culture and a polarized uh, government. And this is it's where it starts. It starts in the left brain. It's uh, we we have. We, one brain or the other tends to dominate our thinking. Uh, we're evidently born that way. And the more we, we, we practice our dominant brain, the more comfortable we get with it. The more comfortable we get with it, the more often we use it. And the more often we use it, it's just a feedback system. And so if we're not careful, we can end up really understanding one brain or the other but not understanding our non-dominant brain very well. And our really our, our first and most fundamental act of creation is the integration of the two streams of information that is flowing to us from the left and right brain hemisphere. They're taking in this information. It's being funneled into those two hemispheres. And from there, it goes to consciousness. And we... We we integrate it. We we look at the left brain idea. We look at the right brain idea. We decide how 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 self selfish we need to be to protect ourselves, and how generous we can need to be, which is a right brain quality. Uh, the right brain looks at the wholeness, uh, sees us as one people, brothers and sisters. So it wants us to to serve and to and to give. And the right brain, the left brain, uh, knows that we need to take care of ourselves, and so it is is 
pressuring us to do the right, the left brain thing. And so as consciousness, as a, as a being, our spiritual choice is between these two ideas that the left and the right brain are, are throwing at us. And, and, it's, and it's to somehow integrate these two uh, vast, sometimes vastly different streams of information and, and make a perspective out of it. We, we really have three perspectives. We have a three-dimensional perspective. We have the left brain perspective. We have the right brain perspective. And then as creators, our first role is to take these two perspectives and create them into a third. And that gives us three-dimensional perspective. But the problem is we don't we most of us don't realize that and we we think we have one perspective and we go around life with a mono perspective instead of a three-dimensional perspective although in fact the brains are working so we do in a sense have that three-dimensional perspective but how well we d- but we can also consciously take control of this i mean a lot of this is inherited our culture till teaches us how to to uh, respond to things our our selfish our, our interior thoughts teach us uh, one thing and and we have to uh, find a way to blend this and and that's and that's our first act of creation and um it's important that we recognize the fundamental forces that are helping us to create this perspective because if we 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 really need to know what what choices we have what choices are the left brain giving us and what choices are the right you know if we have an idea is this a left brain idea or is this a right brain idea and if you understand what the right brain sees and what the right brain does then you understand when you get a right brain idea uh given to you or you're you're looking at something you say and then it helps you of course we we these things tend to get unified so sometimes we look at ideas and there are left brain qualities and there are right brain qualities and and when we understand our perspectives we we really have better control over what choices we have and and how to respond it's interesting as you're as you're speaking uh the the integration is that here we are in the year 2012 and it's election year and and we can see the kinds of dichotomies that you're speaking of just with what's going on in the in the uh, debates and the kind of things that have been been showing on on TV and that kind of thing so uh, how do you see do you see this I mean this is like applying itself it can apply itself literally uh, anywhere particularly in the political spectrum yes 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 it's uh, as i said it it it's the, our first and most fundamental act of creation and all other acts of creation basically come out of this because if we choose for example uh, a very left brain uh, response and in in follow left brain politicians uh, that creates one kind of uh, person and culture and and so it's really our our choice um i think i've gotten a little bit off the subject here but we have a choice that we have a choice that we can choose and when we choose we 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 have a you know we make a decision yes oh i know one thing i wanted to add to that is that I think that, that we're becoming more and more polarized, and I think that's a natural process. It's it's a kind of a all of reality goes in one way and in into a wave form, and it will go to the excess of polarization, and we'll finally wake up 
And we'll, we'll see that the polarization is really damaging us. And then we will start reunifying. That's, that's where I get the subtitle of the book, because this will change. You know, we're getting, we're, we're going to, there are going to be enough people that see what's going on and, and see that this is really destroying us. And, and there's going to be an uprising that says we got to get together. And, and it's already started. And there's just, there's a resistance uh, to to change by by people in power. It's, it's always been that way. Everybody knows that. So you see, you see, it, it's almost like a, uh, underneath the uh, the surface, there's something going on. That you yes. see that. Yes. And you see that it's got happening around the world. Well, I'm mostly focused on on the American culture, but yes, I'm I'm sure it is. Uh, um, we're, we're certainly we're getting polarized. Uh, uh, in terms of our relationships with other countries, uh, I think our alliances grow stronger and or weaker, and there's always this dynamic, and it's and it's being fed by the brains of the people that are making the decisions, and and the people that are making the decisions are making it out of their left brain or their right brain or or some combination thereof. Well, it's like the, the, there's this. One of the things that's happened, in particularly in American culture, is the 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 disappearance of the what's been called the middle class. That those that have it have get more of it, and those that have less of it get less of it. Uh, and <laughs> clearly, there that those are two poles. Exactly. What do you have to say? What do you, what do you say to that? Well, that's just part of the the process. I, I think it's probably to help us see the the differences, see, see our choices in in dramatic relief. Um, it, it it says who we are. We're, we're we're making a statement who we are, but by which choice we make, and, and the choices are becoming clearer and clearer. The, um, well, also, you 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 referred to uh, the work of. Uh, um, Hearts, holes, and holons. Uh, Ken, Ken Wilbur. Ken Wilbur. Yes. Uh, and uh, so let's talk about that a bit. The hearts, holes, and holons. Okay. Uh, well, a holon is is a word that was coined to uh, help to try to eliminate the confusion between part and whole. Everything in the universe is both a part and a whole. And so it depends on your perspective when you look at it, whether you see it as a part or whole. And so some people were unhappy with the use of the word whole because it didn't include the fact that it was a part, so they coined the word holon to differentiate or, or to explain that i don't use that word a lot because i just tell everybody that when i'm talking about a hole that every hole is also a part and that's basically all you need to know um but the interesting uh, it's interesting that the left brain uh the left and the right brain are specialized so the left brain looks at the the partial Aspect. Well, let's let me back up. Every hole has four parts. It has an interior and an exterior, and it has an individual identity and a collective identity. So, and that's a minimum. They holes can have more than that, but they always have have these four parts. The left brain looks at the the part aspect of the hole on. The right brain looks at the whole whole aspect of the hole on. The left brain looks at the individual whole. The right brain looks at the collective whole wholeness, um, and so that's that's 
it, it specializes and it breaks up the whole into those aspects. And that's uh, in part how, how I was able to figure out a lot about the brain by knowing how it uh, sees uh, reality and, and how it processes. You have some illustrations in the book, which one is the uh, the circle, the spiral circle, which, and that's 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 what we're talking about right brain, yes. Spiral the, circle. Yes, yes. Uh, the uh, left brain may see that as a flat, could see that as a flat spiral, two dimensional. Yes. But the right spiral sees it sp- uh, stretched out, and um, seems to be a fundamental. Uh, pattern of energy. My guest is James Olson. He's the author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. And we're going to continue our conversation. Um, The website, by the way, is thewholebrainpath.com. That's thewholebrainpath.com. You can also get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. My name is Michael Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. with James Olson, the author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. So James, what are some practical examples of how we can tell when we're in the left brain or the right brain? Can you give us some examples? Sure. Uh, The right brain seeks unity. So for example, when women go to choose their their ensemble uh, to go out, they choose based on how the various parts, including the shoes, uh, go together, not only in terms of color, perhaps, but also in terms of style and perhaps other factors that they include. But they they look at the the, the dress, how they dress as a whole. Um, Men, on the other hand, because they're tend to be left brain dominant, and the left brain is separative and sequential in its action, men tend to choose things uh, one at a time based on uh, whatever factor comes up, s- such as uh, whatever genes are, are clean or, or the, the press suit or, or you, the, the, your favorite shirt, uh, your most comfortable shoes, uh, something like that. And we don't tend to think about how the various elements go together. Now, we, we learn that from our mothers, and we learn that from our wives and girlfriends, but, uh, or, or not, but <laughs> we, we, we don't innately look at things the same way women do because women look for unification and men look for separation. Another example uh, is when we're driving down, uh, say, a, a a freeway or, or in heavy traffic, uh, the left brain is looking out 
uh, it's our safety brain and and it's in the detail brain and so it's looking to see how far we are from the people ahead of us or how close the car behind us is following and we're looking at the cars coming up on the side or the cars uh, to the side of us and and where the road is going is the road going to turn sharply and and it sends out all this information and the right brain takes all that information puts it all together into one unit uh, harmonizes it and gets us through safely so uh, and you just talking speaking of driving the car one of the things that often happens i know it happens for me in driving that somehow you're just basically uh you'll you'll be you'll drive uh 30 miles and suddenly you realize oh i've gone 30 miles it's like the brain goes to another place. What is it? Talk about that. What, what happens? Well, the brain is taking care of you. That, that's its job. And, and uh, um, there's a lot of, lot of automatic functions to the brain. If you'll just turn it loose and, and pay attention, why, uh, if things come up in your sight, why uh, the brain will alert you to, that you need to, to do something, make a decision. Otherwise, uh, you know, you're, I mean, I, I loved uh, driving in 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 the dark when there's not a lot of traffic because that is very meditating and and I even used to uh, to do that a lot driving back and back to going back and forth between my home in Oklahoma City and sometimes I'd be listening to new dimensions but I I would just be completely uh, relaxed and and the brain was taking care of everything. One of the things I noticed that and, and, and this is happens in the car it also happens on planes that that it's a way it that. It's where I can be very creative because it's like a it's like a an open space. It's like a free space, and so lots of ideas will emerge in the, in that space. Yes, the 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 the, uh, the left brain is kept busy by the activity by taking care of us, and that frees the right brain to to dream. Yeah, the dream. Dreaming is an important function, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about it. I know this. There's a lot more than that that I know, but uh, it is important. One of the things you wrote about was intention and how uh, it's really important that uh, and in, intention comes with energy. Let's talk about that. Well, we direct energy. Uh, there are three. Three. We are spirit energy, and and we we are minded. We have a mind energy through which we create, and we're able to uh, affect the physical world somehow through our through our mind and. Um, we, we, the, the mind, um, re, what, what was this? Tell me, tell me what you asked me again. I've, I just, I kind of got distracted. I've, what happens is the left brain, uh, starts thinking about things and details and, and I've, I've understand, I under, now understand why there are absent-minded professors. It's the left brain, really, it's the left brain that gets focused on something and it goes off and, and it's linear and it takes you off the track and, and sometimes I get off and, and, and just then I, I got off. We were talking about intention and energy. Oh yes, intention directs energy. Uh, we, we do have this energy. Uh, everything is energy, and as creators, we have the power to to manipulate this energy to create. I mean, that's that's how we get things done. And we, it, it, intention seems to be the the mental tool that focuses our energy to achieve a goal. So and and so. 
Then what happens? It's like the goal is achieved and what? Well, then we, we create something else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You just move on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're constantly creating. So let me ask you another thing about um, what, are you, what, what kind of a nutritional program do you follow? Do you, do you, do you have a uh, particular diet that you follow? Talk about that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm, I am not a good example. I should not be talking about what I eat. On, but I am trying to do better. I'm, I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to juice more. I'm trying to eat, eat my vegetables quickly when I get them from the from the field because I believe they have I'm sure they must have more energy and so I think that's very important to to eat local foods and and I think it's also good to eat in season so and that comes ties in with eating local foods mm-hmm. um, I try to drink a lot of orange juice it's, it's uh, and fresh orange juice and and I and I, I use organic products when I can I like I I like that. I I was got turned on. A friend of mine told me how that I I tried some organic food and I didn't think there was a big difference. And then somebody told me about oranges, and so I started buying organic oranges. And I don't know if I've ever bought a non-organic orange since I bought the first one. There there is a difference. Yes. Well, actually, I have bought a couple, and I could see that again. Reminded me buy organic oranges. Sure. Yes. Uh. You were you you actually you actually were a farmer. You actually farmed land. I was for nineteen years. Yeah, yeah it, it gave me the the, uh, the the inner strength, I think, to to write my book uh, because it was it was a long process and very difficult. And you know, you're there in your house all by yourself and nobody watching. You can do whatever you want to do, and it can be hard to get up and work. But my farming background. Uh, Gave me the strength and the, the, the insight to do that. Did you have cows? I did. I and did. pigs? Uh, well, I had a pig in 4-H one time. Uh-huh. That we, ra- we, we raised cattle. So you milk? Did you milk cows? Well, my father did. I remember as a little boy going down to the milk shed when he was milking. That's one of my earliest uh, remembrances. But out on the farm, we didn't. I mean, when, when I was when I was farming, we didn't. Yes. So you had. Uh, you had fresh milk when you were yes uh, growing yeah. up yes yeah yeah and butter I don't I don't know if my mother made butter or not but maybe yeah so that was that was definitely influential in your life yes yes very yes so tell me um, do you currently go to church well I I I don't I I I. Went to the uh, UCC Church, United Church of Christ, uh, for a long time, and, and I've just I moved here a year ago, and I've just been I moved to California a year ago, and, and I have just been overwhelmed with with things to do, and 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 I and I've needed to rest a lot and and just take care of business, uh, so I haven't. You came from church. you came from Oklahoma to California. Yes. Yeah. Big jump. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. So, uh, so what do you think of California? I mean, you have a. I mean, what's your? It's definitely different. Yes. Well, I've moved from a very liberal left brain culture to a very. Uh, I mean, from a very conservative left brain culture to a, a very liberal right brain culture. Yes. So it's 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 a big difference. Yes. Yes. So. Um, 
Uh, I'm wondering, you mentioned that uh, uh, you also you, you referred to uh, um, Fritjof Capra, the Tao of Physics. Also, uh, you referred to Greg Braden, Beyond Zero Point, The Journey to Compassion. Also, the, the uh, Kabbalion, the three initiatives in the Kabbalion. Um, wait, the Kabbalion is, is really not a very well-known book. I mean, you, you uh, it's amazing who you came across and, and who, you, who you worked with, I mean, who, you've, who you found. Uh, and Lou Dobbs, Exporting America, Why Corporate Greed is Shipping American Jobs Overseas. That's a fairly recent, recent uh, book. You also have a transcript of uh, Bill Moria's program now, when he was doing now uh, broadcast. Uh, um, Thing, things that touched me, I saved. I yes. tried to remember. I'd, I'd put up an index card. and uh-huh. um, Right. Uh, Tom Hartman, now corporations claim the right to lie. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was... Uh, This whole process, the whole process of of, of uh, the right brain, left brain, dualistic, non-dualistic, um, beyond, is, it, is there something, I mean, we're learning more about the brain every day. It, it really is true. And so, and, and also quantum physics is like taking us out there in a new way. Um, uh and we're we're quantum physics is like you know showing us that the universe. I mean, now they're discovering that with the Hubble telescope that the universe has no has no uh, no end. It's eternal. What about all that? Well, I try to keep my focus earthbound. There's, there's so much work to do here. Um, I've just been focused on perspective and and and. What we need to do as a culture to to come together, <clears throat> and so so I I really haven't given much thought to to the, beyond the planet. <clears throat> yes. So, do you have uh, people that come to you for to study with you or to work with you? Uh, no, <clears throat> no. I I just finished the book uh, and and came out here and started uh, came out came out to California and, and started promoting it about a year ago. So that's this book we're referring yes. to, the whole brain, whole brain path to peace. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, what, what do you see as your uh, uh, future? Where, where do you think you go from here? Well, I, I need to help the world see that we we have that the right brain is the path to peace. That that it really is, and and that we have a choice between left brain ideas and right brain ideas, and. Um, how how we choose defines who we are. My guest is James Olson. We're talking about the whole brain path to peace, which is the name of the book, subtitled "The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America." And if you'd like more information, you can go to the website thewholebrainpath.com, or you can find it through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. My name is Michael Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions.
I'm speaking with James Olson. He's the author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace. James, you one of the things you said, peace starts within. Let's talk about peace starts within. Yes. Um, the conflict that we experience in the world starts in people's brains. I mean, that's pretty much the only place it can start. We Our decisions uh, to help the the. the Dynamic between serving ourselves and serving others creates a tension, and, and, and it starts in the brain there. And so the way to bring peace to the world is to start with ourselves, to bring peace with ourselves. And I think there are a lot of people that they're out working to help bring peace to this world don't necessarily have peace within. Um, but whether or not that's the case, it's it's, and whether or not we live in a, an area that's war torn, or we live in a family with great conflict, uh, peace starts within, and we can all have peace. Uh, people have demonstrated over the centuries that 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 can be achieved, and it, and we we do it by eliminating the conflict uh, within our our own ideology that that the left brain is pulling us to do one thing and the right brain is pulling us to do other and we have to choose what that is and uh, when we understand both what both brains are trying to do and how they respond we are able to bring the two sides together because after all they are complementary perspectives now from the left brain they often look like they're opposites and they seem like it seems like it might be a great challenge to bring them together but the right brain knows that they are complementary and so there is a way to always integrate what our left brain is telling us and what our right brain is telling us at least if if the two brains are accurate so that's where we need to start to understand what the dynamic is going on in our own brains between our own ideas and and that's where peace starts why do we go to war the left brain is selfish it's there to protect us it's our earth brain and it's it wants to help us first and others second and so that can become Polarized that can be taken to extremes, and we can be very selfish and just do whatever we want. And we, and if we're leading a country in a war, uh, if that requires war, we're, we're willing to do whatever it takes to to keep our jobs, to keep our respect. Uh, you know, and and these these forces pulled us to into war and into trying to get what we want regardless of what other people want so it's more it's more like defending something defending yes something. In, a, in a course in miracles it says every defense is an attack and every attack is a defense and uh, I, I've seen that that's true uh, we, we we react and sometimes aggressively so how do we change how do we change that how do we how do we stop that? It, uh, it again. I, I come back to the answer I gave you that, that it's it's in our own head, and, and I think the way we do that is simply to understand what the right brain sees and how it responds, and what the left brain sees and how it responds, because that's the only way we're going to be able to integrate these two 
forces, and it's not just our brain. You know, I'm t- I talk about the brain, but I'm really talking about the mind, the I- our ideas, the ideas that separate us and, and make us angry, or, or bring us love. And we need to follow uh, fear, uh, love, more often. And the right brain is the, is energized by love. Um, or we can follow the fear-based brain, which which. Uh, leads us to separation and leads to war and, and aggression. Uh, these are and, and even though I sometimes the, the the way I describe the left brain seems kind of um, negative. These these are positive forces that that are there to help keep us alive and keep our families alive. And the problem is not in the left brain or the way the left brain responds. It is in us making a poor decision about whether to follow fear or love, whether to follow our selfish needs or whether to be of service. Uh, we don't have to go to war just because we have a left brain and just be, just because it wants us to be selfish. And, and part of this, this selfishness, this idea is that it's rooted in our in how we were taught exactly. and also how we were the cultural climate, the cultural milieu we grew up in, right? Exactly. There are two, you know, I've been talking about brain, how the brain affects us, but there are really two fundamental forces. That's nature and nurture, which is nature is what we've been given and nurture is what our culture gives us. And so, but our culture is, has created its beliefs based on its brain so that it comes back to brain but but there are and there are whole books saying that this left brain right brain stuff doesn't have any relevance because it's really culture but it's it's really culture and they're right in that culture is a extremely important uh, force and there are many examples that show that but it's it's culture and the brain that are are driving us yeah. also the the uh Relationship between trust. Uh, talk about that. The, the trust. Well, the the right brain uh, is our universe brain. It's our love brain, and it's the trusting brain. Uh, the right brain believes it sees the oneness and knows that we we have everything. We don't need anything. Uh, we don't care if somebody rips us off in in that sense. But we don't really think about that. That's probably not a good way to put it. But it's just it's just trusting because it knows it has everything and and if it loses something it something else will come back even maybe something better and so the left brain is a skeptical brain and it is not trusting and it's the brain that that feels that the the glass is half empty and that, that we need more and so it drives us to to steal from people who are trusting if we're so inclined you wrote uh uh it, you 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 referred to Neil Donald Walsh in his conversations with God, and, and it's much easier to change what you are doing than to change what another is doing, unquote. And you went on to say uh, to create a greater experience of peace, cultivate harmony within yourself. As a start, bring the two polarized perspectives, the dualistic and the holistic, together, so that they can take part in the same dance of life, rather than living in a struggle with one another. But to fall in love with one another is great. And send your light of peace out into the universe. That that reminds me. Uh, when I 
was first starting on this journey, I, I found that I was lying to myself, and I know from experience that a lot of people do this, and that is one of the first places that I start. I knew that to have harmony, I had to eliminate the lies. You know, that doesn't mean you can't lie to others, but the most, but never lie to yourself. That's the very most important thing. And so that's one re, one way you integrate the, the two, because the, the, the left brain may be telling you to do something, and and the right brain says, no, that's not right. You shouldn't be doing that. And so that's one of the conflicts that you that you need to resolve. And you can just ignore that, but that's what I call lying to yourself. Your your right brain is telling you you shouldn't be doing this, but you just ignore it, and you don't want to hear the truth, and so you just go on and do what you're doing. So you said to enhance your inner peace, harmonize your ideas, and ideas is uh, in italics, bring them to a state of peace with one another. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. You harmonize them by... Uh, Making sure that that you're not lying to yourself, you know. Even even if you don't, if your right brain's telling you something and and you don't want to do it, you can still not do it. But but at least acknowledge it, acknowledge the validity of it, and and try to appreciate what it has to say. And then if and if you look at both sides of the issue, and and you know. God bless you. Whatever choice you, you take, I'm not telling you what choice you take, but, but look at both the right brain, which is the big picture perspective, which includes everybody and is loving, and then look at the left brain perspective, which is self-oriented in the details and, and in an honest way, uh, decide which way you want to go. But sometimes we just ignore one or the other. Uh, you also, again, you, you had so many references to uh, different folks. Uh, uh, and this was Deepak Chopra. Consciousness wants to evolve. As he was writing in pieces, the way bringing war and violence to an end. He uh, spoke about how uh, emblems of the old, it's in, this military and industrial consciousness has forms of frozen consciousness, emblems of the old order. Uh, and yet, in spite of the considerable power of the military-industrial complex to affect our daily lives, he says we're still in control. The reins of change lie in our hands. We can change it. We can. We just need to step up to the plate. Yes, we do. Uh, in, in my own experience, I had somebody ask me if I wanted to be a teacher or, or, or a student, and I've always been both. I think we are always both, but uh, sometimes there comes a time to quit studying and, and maybe getting out and doing something whether well, that may be teaching or that may be some other work but I think probably now is the time now is the time yes no question for sure so in, in these last few minutes uh, what would be one thing you'd like to leave our listeners with in this moment well, I, I talk a lot about thinking, but we're really feeling beings. Uh, the spirit feels, the, the, the right brain feels, the, the left brain, uh, you know, I'm, I'm generalizing here, but the left brain thinks. And too often we, we get into thinking and we, we don't feeling. And that's especially true of us men, because we're, we're thinking beings, uh, we follow our left, our left brain's way of looking at things, and we we don't understand our feelings or, or we don't even pay attention to them and so i think uh, as men we need to start paying attention to our feelings and learning about them and and women are a great teacher to help us with that 
James, thanks so much for being with us. It's been great having you here. It's my pleasure. I've been speaking with James Olson. He's the author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. And if you'd like more information about his work, you can go to the website, thewholebrainpath.com, where you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. My name is Michael Toms, and you've been listening to New Dimensions. This is program number 3427. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. You can also subscribe to our free weekly podcasts and find over a thousand hours of audio dialogues in our searchable archive. New Dimensions is produced by New Dimensions Radio in Santa Rosa, California, USA. Our executive producer is Justine Willis-Toms. Our post-production editor is Lou Judson. For over four decades, New Dimensions has been producing weekly conversations at the leading edge. We sincerely thank all of you who have supported us by being members of Friends of New Dimensions as well as members of our affiliate stations. My name is Dan Drayson. On behalf of everyone at New Dimensions whose endeavors make this program possible, I'm wishing you well. New Dimensions Radio is an independent producer supported by listener contributions. To find out more about the program you've just heard, to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter and our New Dimensions and New Dimensions Cafe podcasts, and to access thousands of other programs in the New Dimensions archive, please visit our website, newdimensions.org. That's newdimensions.org, or call us at 707-468-5215. That's 707-468-5215. Please join us next time as we explore New Dimensions.